Hello, gentlefolk of the internet. A lot has happened since the last time we were together. I just want to take a moment and remind you to, when I say please take excellent care of yourself and the people and the world around you, that I mean it. So please, I hope that you're doing that for yourself right now. For us at The Kindness Economy, the show must go on. We're a little bit late, but we're going to keep it going. So today our discussion is about happiness. Hello, gentlefolk of the internet. Welcome to The Kindness Economy. Cultivating the mindset that kindness in and of itself is a resource. Hello, gentlefolk of the internet. Welcome to The Kindness Economy, where we talk about doing business from the heart outward. I am one of your hosts. My name is Rebecca. My name is Courtney. And we are here today to talk about happiness. Is that a thing that you can optimize for? I believe so. So how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing okay. I, um, I have mentioned before that I'm taking classes. They are... They're still happening. They're still happening. Uh, there's, there's three of them. <laughs> they keep ganging up and taking turns on me. <laughs> But I am learning a lot. I am learning a whole lot on a lot of different fronts. And actually, a lot of it seems relevant, especially for what we're going to be talking about today. Just with that. I got knuckle tattoos. Uh, oh. I got, are- which say, stay soft, which is um, as I am like kind of digging into my feelings from childhood and trauma and all that stuff, I am realizing that I have a tendency to harden my heart and the like the injury that I've been dealing with in my back when I start to stop treating it like a sports injury and I'm trying to deal with it like it's a broken heart and a spiritual injury instead Mm -hmm. and so like listening to my body and like it it felt really really awesome and it it's so it makes me so happy to look at them um So it just reminds me of a story of a friend of mine who went to Bali and was taking a picture with another person and wasn't paying attention behind them and stepped off the cliff. And on her way, falling presumably to her death, she thought, God, I wish I got a tattoo. And she lived. She got a tattoo. Hell yeah. Because she was afraid of the judgment from her mother, specifically about you know the tattoo that she wanted and her mom would judge her for the tattoo that she wanted and she got such a beautiful tattoo it's like this little tiger cub and you could like it's almost it's drawn so well that you could almost like feel the fuzziness of the little cub and it's just it's got a cute little tongue and it's like it's so cute um and her mom loved it and just you know Put your needs and your happiness above the, the needs and happiness of other people when it's as specifically as your body and what you want your body to look like and feel like. Do no harm and enjoy life. Yeah. That's my opener. And right. that's, we're good. We, yeah. What is your resource? That's a good question. Do you have any resources for happiness? Resources for happiness. <sighs> Laughter. 
I'm going to escalate on that. And I'm going to say full belly laughter. Yeah. And it's not, I'm not saying, because uh, it sounds weird, like laughter is a source of happiness. No, things that make you laugh. Mm. I don't know what those are. So I'm not talking about a fake belly laugh where you force yourself to belly laugh. I'm no. talking about like in real life, in an actual situation, don't give yourself the excuse to hold that back when it's real. Laugh. Laugh. Because I'm thinking yesterday, uh, I actually worked with a client face-to-face and we deliberately kept our distance from each other and we were working outside. Um, But the things we were working with had a lot of memories and uh, we started making jokes and the inappropriateness of the jokes started escalating as work went on to the point where we were both doubled over and weeping from laughing so hard and it felt cleansing like if it both of us kind of stood up after we were able to catch our breath and just kind of straightened our backs and went and our spines were straighter you know our our hearts were lighter things changed inside just from being able to do that so i don't know what that is for you but I'm going to say like a good, genuine like bout of laughter. Being around the people perhaps that would give that to you, <laughs> bring that out of you. That sounds awesome. Mm. My resource this week, I read a book called The Happiness Project by Gretchen Rubin. We've talked a lot about Gretchen Rubin before. She's yes. pretty awesome. She wrote The Four Tendencies. And her happiness project is sort of a compilation of a blog... And, and systematizing of a blog that she did for a year about wanting herself to be happy. And there's a couple parts about this that are frustrating for me because she's very, I'm going to say waspy. I'm going to go there. Um, and it takes all kinds. It takes all kinds. I'm not mad at her for that. Uh, but anyone, the, the problem with a lot of privilege is that you don't get an opportunity to analyze stuff you don't think about you know you're on top so why would you think about what's happening and then all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're like i I don't is this my house is this my car is this my family and that's like a thing that happens (laughs) to white people especially if they're straight (laughs) what and cisgendered and especially christian like if, if, if it all works for you and you can get along until your 40s or 50s without having a second thought about it, and then you're like, wait a minute, is this what I wanted? And that's sort of what it, what it is. And, and if you're gonna find that super annoying, and with all due respect, some of us do. <laughs> like, like, welcome to the party, folks. Yeah, we're, we're thinking about stuff differently. It's cool. Um, Sometimes that it's it's sometimes it's hard to hold space for people when they're in some what feels like baby steps. And I'm not here to judge the baby steps. Um, but if that'll be annoying for you, then don't read this book. But <laughs> if you've already come from, you know, she's got a lot of really great ideas on just what to do. And even just the the basis that you don't have to be depressed Like depression is real and sucks and it's not what we're talking about. We're gonna fix depression with happiness. But you don't have to be depressed to think about how to optimize your happiness. You don't need to be depressed to think about your happiness is a resource 
much like you would think about capital as a resource for your business. So that's sort of what the book is. And I think its best work is about treating happiness as you would treat any other, your finances, your spiritual path, you're making sure your kids are cool. All that's gonna get better when you start to optimize your happiness. All right, let's get into it. Rantafesto time. Yeah. Dear audience, do you consider your happiness? Do you think to yourself, ever, is this going to make me happier? Do you ever give yourself a moment of that? Because to me, when looking for my life partner, the most important thing that I went out looking for was the ability, the demonstrated ability, you had to do some shit, the demonstrated ability to notice that you're unhappy and make corrective change. And, and all my friends, all of my closest friends, that's a prerequisite to spending a lot of time with me because the alternative is you just bitching all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna, you know, real talk, there is a long tradition of complaining to get through the day. It is, it is timeless entertainment. You don't even need to look around too much because part of what made humans human was our ability to gossip and discern mm. when gossiping happened in human humanity. We had the ability to start discerning from one another in a way that allowed us to coordinate at complex tasks. We can coordinate pretty intensely on complex tasks because our ability to gossip as humans gives us an ability to exclude people that we do not trust. Stories are a safety measure. And now we have this position that we are in at this point in history where we are so obsessed with what everyone around us thinks of whatever the fuck it is we're doing. It literally doesn't matter how benign or meaningless it is. We are so obsessed with the way that we are perceived because we come from a DNA that it is life and death, how we are perceived, your ability to find a mate, your ability to exist within the tribe and coordinate and do these things, life and death your, is the opinions of the people around you. And I think that we've just overclocked on that because the most important opinion, the most important opinion of anybody in your community of you is you. And if you spend all of your time making everyone around you happy instead of you, I'm almost certain you're miserable. <laughs> so the first step to happiness is what, it, what would make you happy? This is your house and at the end of the day, you've got to live with it. What do you want? You, don't, you can wake up one day and be like, what? Is this my house? Yes, it is yes. my house. Did you see the bisexual lighting? This is my fucking house. I love this house, dude. <laughs> Are you kidding? This is dope. I love this house. My car's a piece of shit. And you know what? I love that car, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I... Mm. 
when I work with clients in their homes, in their house, that they're like, is this my house? Is all this my stuff? Is this oh all my God. crap? Is this all my stuff? Yes, yes it is. One of the first questions I ask is, what do you want? Followed closely by, what would make you happy? Which freezes them like a deer in headlights. You can sit like they just stop, their eyes go big, their mouth kind of falls open, their shoulders drop, and they're like, eh, eh. And nine times out of 10, no one's asked them that. They haven't asked themselves that. And I'm like, how can you expect to reach some sense of peace with your space if you haven't taken the time to think about what you would find pleasing in it, what would make you happy in that space. Which kind of flips them out, because they're like, I thought you were just gonna come and take some things away. And it's like, I, I, anybody can come and take some things away. But if what you're doing is trying to make your space more suitable for you, more effective for you, create an environment for you to function at your best, whatever that is, you have to figure out what is that best? What, what would please you in this space? I can't answer that. I can't say do this, 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 and this because that's me talking for things that I like from my life experience, which has no bearing on your life or your life experience. Like you have to tell me so that we can figure out like what is the best way to make that happen? Um, which kind of offends people sometimes because they're like, I'm paying you to give me answers. It's like, I have all kinds of answers, but I don't know your you situation. Kind of, you kind of paid her to ask you questions. Yeah. That's actually what I mean, you that's did. What, that's what it is. That's the gig. And people are a little shocked by that. It's like, what? No, you have to ask. If you can't ask yourself questions, that is where I come in. People pay me to ask them questions. Namely, what will make you happy? Like if that question makes your stomach drop, makes you feel uneasy, maybe ask yourself, what about that question makes you feel uneasy? There might be some interesting answers there. One of the answers may be, what makes you happy? Just throwing that out there. Just say it, just say The idea that you can have something that you want is sort of foreign for a lot of folks. You must suffer. We must suffer. We have so much. You must suffer. So much survival for us as humans is based on our ability to suffer. And if and you have stoicism, suffered like I have suffered, then you are morally defunct. That, that stoicism, that moral high ground that folks get on with the, I did it the hard way. Well, you know what? After we're all dead, no one's giving you extra credit for that. Life is hard. Yeah. And you don't get extra credit for making it harder. No. It's just harder. And the idea that prioritizing what would make you happy is selfish or meaningless is like leftover like we have time we have the abundance of the world around us we absolutely have time to pr prioritize happiness or at least explore it 
definitely. I mean, we for sure have the time to explore it. I'm going to go back to the story about the cliff and the tattoo at the beginning. Oh, yes, please. Because, and this is going to go in a circle. Trust me on this. Um, there is this thing called Project 333. I talked about it before. Um, there's a book coming out. and it's Actually, the book has just been released. Um, I don't know if the book tour is still on. I should probably check on that. <laughs> but it's you wear 33 items in your wardrobe for three months. Ah. Yes. And when I was picking out my first round of 33 items, because I've been participating in said project, I was picking out clothes and staring at them, trying to figure out what was not sitting right with me. And what it was, was that I had a trip planned back to the Midwest to see my family. And there was a whole section of clothing that I had picked, not only because it was warm and I was going back to the Midwest, but also because I had picked them specifically to please my parents. And it dawned mm. on me when I realized I'm picking clothes to please them. And that's not what I want. I need to pick what I want and what connects with me, what makes me happy. So I did that. I picked the things, like picked the clothes that I like, yes, this is what I want. This is what makes me happy. I go back to the Midwest wearing the things that I am happy in. My parents commented on my joy. Aww. Connecting with your own happiness leads to a deeper, leads to you feeling it in a deeper way. And it starts to come through as, as joy. Um, and a lot of times, I say and amplify people who communicate the notion that joy is an act of resistance. Joy is connecting to what is genuinely felt in yourself, connecting with the belly laugh, connecting with things in your environment that make you happy. And there are things that you decide on. They're not given to you. They're like the things that give you joy aren't necessarily uh, dreams or aspirations that are handed to you in media. You don't watch, I don't know, Real Housewives. I've never watched Real Housewives. But you don't watch a show like that and it's like, yeah, that would bring me joy. No, joy is something separate from that. It's separate from other and it's something within you that sparks a light that you're able to shine. And other people see that light and go, oh. And if they figure out how to ignite that light within themselves with the fuel that they have, that happiness that's the fuel for that joy, just kind of, and they have their own light and both people are shining and they're both sharing that. I think sparking that light within you, like using your happiness to ignite that fire and shine your joy so that other people can figure it out and find you because we need that for real. No, really. No, really. Joy. Do that. The thing that I, because you brought up the Kardashians, and the, the thing about the Kardashians and their reality is it's great for them, maybe. It looks nice. What it is, is the, on, the only really people that are getting super stoked about the Kardashian lifestyle is the people who have products placed in their pictures. Because most of it is us feeling inadequate with that comparison thing. 
And to me, my takeaway for this conversation, I wanted to talk about the most important thing that I heard in that Gretchen Rubin book was stop gossiping. Like this is the thing that we do to figure out who's safe and who's not, but we just do it automatically now. Television and TV shows demonstrate for us that it's still cute or funny or whatever, or it's drama and it's worth or entertaining in some way. It's not, it's harmful, it hurts people. And if you're not willing to go to those people and be like, hey, this thing that you did wasn't okay, like if that's what's happening, that's a different thing. You're helping this person figure out what they're doing and making the world better. You're making the sandbox better in those conversations if you can gently call someone in and help them understand the harm that they're doing. But if you're just talking shit behind people's backs, that is unhelpful. And this really claim, I, I used to do this. And it really came really like crystal clear to me when my sister-in-law said to me, the way that you talk badly about me makes me afraid for what you say when I'm not there. Yeah. And it just like brought me right down and I was like, why do I even do that? And it's because my mom did it and my mom taught me that it was funny and cute. It was demonstrated for me on television a lot. It's a lot of the conflict for a lot of our sitcoms and drama shows. It's just that backbiting. And I just made a choice to not do that. And now that I see it and I pull out of it, I, when I do it, I feel bad. And I just sort of, I catch myself, I'll just pull it back. Because you think, again, back to that primitive <coughs> instinct, you think you're making the tribe stronger. It's not even like you're, you're trying to entertain and amuse yourself. You don't really think about it that way. You're trying to make the tribe stronger, but you're not doing it by tearing people apart. We have to, call, we have to cultivate a system and process for calling people in and helping people understand the harm that they're doing. We gotta stop with this throwing them away because the gossiping is the pre-throwing away, pre-exile. We gossip first. And the real, real underneath thing about the gossip is it's not even about the person you're talking about. It's about you. All the stuff that you're saying, all that focus that you're putting on that other person to judge them has almost nothing to do with them. It is almost always something about them that reminds you of something about you that you struggle to acknowledge and accept and love. And the person that you're talking to, whoever's receiving the gossip, also, this is all out of the Happiness Project with Gretchen Rubin book. Mm -hmm. This is one of her tools. That person listening to you, all those comments, all that judgment, that person focuses that on you. So not only are you judging yourself with this interaction, you're putting the person listening to you in that position of judging you too. It's like such a triple lose. And we can just please stop. Yeah. Ditch it. 
This is not a helpful behavior at all, even though Did we you? have this instinct to do it. So that is my takeaway of we, we brought ourselves here because of gossip. We brought ourselves here because we judge one another. And the game, the game, my friends, is please stop. We don't need to judge one another. And we don't need to worry about what other people are thinking about us. We can be happy. Does that feel good? If you would like to share with us what makes you happy? What weird little thing that is PG-13 makes you happy? Please share in the comment below. If it's not PG-13, YouTube is going to take it. So, you know, use your powers to comment. Please use that wisely. If it's not PG-13, then you would like to email. And the kind of... <laughs> yes. You're above PG-13. Yes. Then it's kindness econ. Kindness econ at, at gmail.com. <laughs> if you would like to know more about our conversations on how to do business from the heart outward, we have that all at kindnessecon.com. And if you want to hang out with us on the internet, I am bonus parent Baba all over the place. Yep. And I'm Courtney at Seeking Solutions. That's the letter C K I N G Solutions, all one word, dot com. Please take excellent care of yourself and the people and the world around you. Cultivate a little bit of joy, huh? I'll see you in the future. Here we go. This is shuffle. fun, isn't it? It is. It is. It's like... It is a great time. The world is ending and we're having fun. The world is for sure on fire. Oh. And we will dance the whole time. Mm. We will dance. Dance magic dance. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Yeah, it's cool. We're going to dance on some Neo Tarot. Uh, right. Last one. I guess we'll just tag it. It's cool. It's cool. We can just tag the things. Second deck. Second deck. Um, That's right. You pulled whoa. this out of the box. Well, we just flipped oh, pull, the devil. Actually, pull that. Pull that. That's what you want? Yep. That's your like... Nope, this is how we're playing today. No, if it jumped out, let it... Okay. I accept these terms. Okay. We already... Our topic today is happiness. So I'm actually super interested in the devil for happiness. Mm -hmm. Because... This is perfect. That's why I'm not dead. Come on. Temperance. Uh, the devil. Oh, yeah. We're learning the cards now. The new it's the one, but that's, classic. But you notice. Right, right, right. No, I, I saw. We are <laughs> Next page. So we pulled the devil. We didn't pull the devil. The devil jumped out of the deck at us. All right. Meaning. Okay, I'll go through all the other things around it. <clears throat> Number 15, sign slash planet Capricorn. Whew, themes, temptation, bondage, whatever chains us, shadow. Affirmation, I acknowledge the denied parts of myself and detach from oppressive bonds. Meaning, our shadow is the basement of the mind containing anything we repress. Mm. The devil represents the illusion of separation between our consciousness and our shadow selves. This card shows up when we're ready to face what we've been denying about ourselves. Not facing this leads to anxiety, 
dependency, and addiction. Whatever that means to you. The only thing trapping you now is your own shame and guilt. Accept and wholly embrace all parts of yourself so you can feel free. Or perhaps even happiness, which is our topic today. I love this card game that we're doing. Yeah, no, that's why I was like, if it jumps out, let's go with it. All right, the devil jumped out at us, and we're rolling with it. 